Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Jay Venkateshvoran. Jay Venkateshvoran is the business unit head for banking and financial services and consulting and professional services, where he is responsible for the strategy, growth, and financial performance of these businesses. Initially starting at WNS 17 years ago, Jay first worked as a program manager for one of the company's largest clients before moving to the corporate finance department, where he worked on mergers and acquisitions and WNS's IPO in 2006. He also set up the company's investor relations practice before becoming the sales lead for a number of business units and horizontal practices. Jay also led WNS manufacturing and retail business units, and he has been a leader for WNS partnerships and alliance functions. Throughout his career, Jay has worked closely with clients on analysis, process transformation, and automation initiatives. Well, good afternoon, Jay. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. I look forward to today's conversation. Absolutely. And I appreciate you jumping on. I know that a lot of times to get schedules coordinated to different you know, executives from around the globe. Sometimes it can be challenging, but I'm glad that uh, we were able to get on the show and get some great questions and conversation going for our audience today. So jumping into the questions, Jay, you've got quite the career in technology in fintech as a leader, and now you're the business unit head, financial services and technology at WNS Global Services. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Thanks, uh, Brian. That's a great question. I think, you know, if I look back uh, on my career, uh, the the most uh, notable feature has been my ability to be flexible and nimble and really kind of shine where the company needs you to shine at that moment, right? And that can change from period to period depending on where your company needs you at that point with, you know, what stage of its life cycle it's at, um, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So I think the most important thing is to be nimble and to recognize, uh, you know, where you're needed, where the opportunity is and where you can really move the needle. Um, And you get there through a very sharp focus on clients um, and taking their perspective, you know, especially in, in the technology and tech services space, uh, you want to always have the client's perspective uh, in your periphery. The minute you lose that, you're in trouble. So that's something that I hold on to. Great. I appreciate the share, Jay. And you're absolutely right. You know, when you're leading a large uh, unit, uh, department or company, uh, you've got to be listening to your customers. And I think uh, that that will certainly resonate with a lot of our audience. So, Jay, let's talk banking. Can you explain some ways traditional banks can improve customer call centers and direct customer service through artificial intelligence? Sure. Um, That's a great question, Brian. I think, you know, the whole space of AI has been very unevenly used across the banking ecosystem. I think the most powerful way when you think about your customer experience is to think about how to leverage AI to be proactive in your messaging and your communication with your customers. And that's where I think a lot of financial services companies struggle with with what sort of messaging, um, you know, is welcome and what is not so welcome anymore, right? And the more you use AI to tailor a message for a specific customer, 
the more powerful it is. So for example, in, in areas like uh, managing your debt, right? Whether be it a home loan, a mortgage, or a personal loan, or a, an auto loan, or a student loan, all of us get millions, you know, thousands of student loan refi calls, right? Um, many of us who don't have a student loan, uh, that's just so annoying when you get those calls. Instead, if you use AI to really mine your customer database, understand what uh, customer A, B, and C need in their lives, uh, think about, okay, fine, this person has a mortgage, um, you know, at a 3%, the rates have dropped. Can I proactively offer a refi which will benefit that customer? That's the sort of thing that builds loyalty. That's the sort of thing that customers like to hear about. They like to hear about proactive news on their credit scores or managing their credit card debt. Uh, they like to be helped with things like tracking their savings goals, um, their uh, you know uh, spend uh, patterns, etc. They like to be called on to uh, you know identify opportunities to reduce banking fees or uh, you know eliminate duplicate products or services, right? The opposite of some of the stories we've seen in the news over the last several years. So the more you tailor the message to that customer's need, uh, the more effective your cross-sell and upsell strategies are. And with that comes a significant level of efficiency and lower costs of uh, enlarging, enlarging your wallet share with that customer. Uh, so, you know, it's all about tailoring your message to that customer's need. And that's where I think AI can be really powerful. I totally agree with you on that point, uh, Jay. You know, we have to start looking at uh, digging into more of this data. There's just a plethora of it. And we're going to need machines to help us get to the gold that we need to, as you said, customize the message uh, depending on the on the type of customer or who the customer is. So I appreciate the share on that. And Jay, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your tech stack? If not, is there any cool tool or app that you might have found useful? Let me talk about one of each, uh, Brian, right? I think the one uh, core piece of technology that we are very excited about here at WNS is the whole emerging area of hyper-automation. There are these emerging hyper-automation uh, tools and platforms that are very, very powerful. Uh, what they basically do is create a consolidated approach towards a number of things that we've all uh, experimented with over the last five to 10 years. They first take a low-code, no-code approach uh, so that it's easy to interface with these platforms and uh, you know create a piece of automation. But they don't stop there. What they also do really well is they combine various aspects of uh, you know technology that we've experienced over the last five years, including AI and ML. They're very good at managing big data and data processing activities. They leverage the core uh, concepts of uh, robotic process automation and increasingly, they're starting to leverage the concept of blockchain technology as well. They bring all of these technologies together and help you create apps and solutions that can be used across multiple channels. So, you know, just, just think about that for a minute, right? The amount of effort we've all spent 
trying to automate bits and pieces of our processes and systems and, and customer experiences using each of these components independently. You know, we've all seen hundreds of AI and ML projects. We've seen separate big data projects. We've seen a huge investment in RPA over the last 10 years. And we're seeing an emerging interest in blockchain. But when a platform can pull all of those components together and help you leverage those across multiple channels of client interaction or customer interaction, that becomes really powerful. That's the reason we are so excited about what hyper-automation can do for banks uh, in the future. Now, looking ahead, right, um, this is today. Hyper-automation is available today. We're starting to work with many of our customers, our clients on hyper-automation platforms. But looking a little bit ahead into the future, we are very excited about the prospects of blockchain. Blockchain technology has been, you know, in various stages of development over the last four or five years. But I think now we're starting to see real use cases, particularly in banking and financial services. I think that's the one industry which is most suited to leverage blockchain technology. Uh, particularly in areas which tend to be expensive and inefficient. Uh, for example, moving money across borders. That process is incredibly expensive right now. You know, people pay anywhere between 4 5% and 10 11%, depending on whether you know, you're a retail customer or whether you know, you're a small and medium enterprise. So the cost is very, very high to move your own money around the world just to pay a bill. Um, you know, or to buy something that's not available in your country uh, or to transfer money for a personal, you know, for, to a family member who lives somewhere else. If, if you can do that through blockchain technology, uh, what currently takes three days can be done in three seconds. And, you know, what costs, you know, anywhere between five and six and 10, 11% could come down to 1%, right? Uh, so I think that's the one area which I think can be truly transformational in the financial services world. We're following that very, very closely. And I spend a lot of my time uh, reading up on what's going on, which companies are innovating, what companies like Ripple and Circle and others are doing in this space, how banks um, as well as fintechs are starting to either work with these sort of innovators or, you know, uh, find their own sweet spot and innovate in-house. Um, there is, you know, this is going to change financial services for the better. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, the exact use cases will emerge over the next few years, but we are a strong believer that, you know, cross-border payments is one of uh, probably the first areas that will benefit uh, from blockchain technology. You're absolutely right. And, you know, blockchain is being actually applied across many verticals and industries today uh, from supply chain and supply chain automation and uh, food sourcing, that sort of thing. But you're, you're absolutely right. I think blockchain right now is one of the most, uh, I would say, promising technologies that can be applied to uh, really move uh, mankind forward and, and absolutely bring that bottom billion out of poverty. So I appreciate the share on that, Jay. I really do. And Jay, let's talk a little bit about your career. Wrapping up here, can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or leadership? 
thanks for that, Brian. I think, you know, again, if I look back on my career, uh, the, the most important aspect for anyone to really think about is uh, find something that you're passionate about in, in your ecosystem, right? There's always something there. The more you read, the more you're aware of what goes on uh, around your own company, as well as emerging companies in your space, your clients, your uh, suppliers, the entire world that you are exposed to. Um, you know, I'm a very avid reader, uh, especially of uh, these sort of trends and, you know, what other companies are doing, what innovators are doing, uh, because that really gets me inspired. Uh, that gets me to think a little bit differently about what problems I want to address, how I can help uh, my company or my clients, um, you know, address a problem a little bit differently, right? I think the most important thing is to try and address something that's important to your ecosystem and try and address it in a way that hasn't necessarily been addressed before, right? Try and do something new, try and do something different. Um, and invariably those efforts pay off. You may not always get the results, but you try it four or five, six times and you know one of them will pay off and that effort will really stand out. Uh, those are the sort of things that really help you move your career forward. Um, you know, 80, 90% of the business that we all do is, is run of the mill routine stuff. Uh, that doesn't move the needle for anybody. So always be on the lookout for how you can move the needle for your company, for your clients, for your uh, people, for your partners. Um, and the minute you start to move the needle substantially, especially through a new route that hasn't been followed in the past, that's when you know things really take off. Um, and that can be really powerful for you as well as your ecosystem. Jay, that's awesome. I appreciate the share. Uh, certainly, absolutely, uh, things happen with growth, obviously. So I appreciate those insights. And I know those are going to be real gems for our audience. And Jay, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Uh, likewise, Brian. Thank you so much. It was Bye. A great conversation. Bye for now.